0: Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018 and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Security is offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice.
1: If you build it, he will come. It's the City on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. I throw balls far. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man.
0: Come after me. I'm a man! I'm 40!
2: And now, here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro
1: sports. Aaron Skinny Calc with The Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP! In a good Friday morning out there, rainy western Oklahoma. Welcome to The Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Currently out there, there are no severe weather Uh, Severe thunderstorm warnings in effect. If that uh, changes, we will obviously let you know uh, about where some of those storms are. I know there was one that kind of rolled across I-40 in between Canute and Clinton uh, area about an hour ago or so. Uh, But it looks like all that's kind of lifting up to the northeast. Uh, But if that changes, we will obviously let you know here on the Skinny on Sports. Coming up on the show, it's a Garrison Financial Friday. Scott is sitting right here alongside us uh, to, uh, to increase our knowledge of the money side of sports. I also, as much as it pains me, if, if you people out there, you listeners out there like to see me hurt and like to see me have to uh, kind of eat some crow, you're going to get your chance right here at the top of the show uh, with Scott. It's a topic that we have long debated, clear back to the barbershop days, and something happened on Wednesday, not only for myself, but also Rusty Wilson, that... Maybe turned Scott's side of this argument back into his favor. So we'll (laughs) tell you what that is. High school football roundup. Where things stand going into tonight's games after last night. uh, Nation's longest winning streak was snapped up in Tulsa. Uh, Yeah, a little high school hoops tonight as well. And then, of course, the college football weekend. It's a huge weekend all across the country. Maybe in a little World Series if anybody cares about that. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. It's 225 Give us a call, shoot us a text, we can talk about anything in the sporting world that you would like to talk about right here on the Skinny on Sports. Good morning, Jared and Scott. How are y'all?
0: Doing great. Doing great. I mean, you rocking it out? You got all your Elks gear on? You got all of it on. I, I don't, like
1: it. I don't even know if I changed clothes from last night. I, mean, I, I just, saying, <laughs> That shirt looks familiar. I had a polo on yesterday. I.
0: How great was that?
1: You know, it's been a long time coming. Um, to see the Elks host another playoff game, I mean, I hate to say, you know, we keep bringing this up just because the success that this team is having is—it's uh, it, been a long time since it's happened, and quite uh, the last time that uh, that Elk City hosts a playoff game, I was in high school. That's how crazy that is. That's a long time. It's a long. It's old. too long. I am. Old. <laughs> Let me look at my beard. You know, it's 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 Movember, so I always like to have a beard. That's excuse to not have to shave often, and it's. It might even be wider than yours. It's, it's pretty wide. It's pretty wide. <laughs> it gets
0: wider every year, too. I might have a little bit more hair than you. Not a lot more, but a little bit more. Uh, maybe. No, but I, I tell you what, I, and I just that's one thing that I wanted to talk about this morning. You know, most fortunes aren't built with home runs. They're not built. People don't become wealthy because they win the lottery. They don't become wealthy because they invented the iPhone. Most people do the little things. And I tell you what, the first three games of this year, I watched Elk City run that offense, and I thought, what on earth are they doing? <laughs> I mean, it was not—it was tough to watch. It was not running smoothly. Um, and you watch them now, and you'd have thought that they'd been running this thing for years. And not only that, but the biggest thing to me is to, to watch a head coach put his second string out there at the beginning of the second half, watch his lead slowly dwindle and still have the faith to put them back out there again and say, I believe in you guys, get back out there, hold this thing together, and let's win this game. And that was inspirational to me last night. I don't know about you guys.
2: No, yeah. Yeah, I kept saying it over and over. It's so big in in the grand scheme of things for those young guys to get in there and get that experience one, and then they're at the end where um, they're uh, John Marshall inside, I believe, the red zone. Yeah, they're at the Fourth, f- fourth and, 10. Fourth and or yeah, fourth and t- and, it, and went to fourth and ten. And I said, I said, like, let's see if they get off field and they feel good about themselves, stopping them from scoring and getting this to a one score game, and and they did. So yeah, I agree and, with you. And yeah, seeing a coach that believes
0: in you. Yeah, yeah, that, that you can get the job done. It, it was really, I mean, Elk City. You, get, you got a winner is what you got, and I, I hope that we uh, take care of him. I hope we make him feel welcome. I hope that, that if we have rough years down the road, people remember the good ones and uh, see what he's doing in the lives of those young men because I was really impressed.
1: See, that's another thing that I, for, for a guy at his age, he's only 30, Coach Maynard, but the perspective that he has on life. You know, I, I told him uh, when he came in here for the first time after the summer, one of the coolest things was a Facebook post I saw July the fifth. And the first people out there to pick up the park with all the trash and all the blown up fireworks oh, yeah. was that football team and coach and the coaching staff out there. You know, and that just instills those things into those guys, not only as, as players. I mean, he's obviously got the right recipe there, but as men. And, and yeah. you know, it's it was pretty funny just to think about on wednesday when johnny uh, was here johnny easton and he's like you know i'm the i'm the old guy on the staff because you don't think of coaches or at least i don't I always think of coaches as kind of you know older than me or you know sure. more you know that mentor yeah. role and then to think my gosh a uh, guy my age is yeah. the oldest guy out there teaching these kids i mean it's it's pretty awesome in a lot of ways uh, that the that that those guys have that grasp already At such young ages to realize you know what yeah football is important and and teaching them this is 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 a great thing but also the life lessons that they're teaching those guys to be to grow up and be good men and and good fathers and all that is is even a bigger deal than winning a football game
0: yeah and and they're, they're those those second string guys their back was on the on the ropes and and he said nope stay out there go get it
1: yeah i think daniel even mentioned uh, right there if that you know the the first team offense was already assembling yeah to go back in and he turned around and looks at what are y'all doing <laughs> <And> get, <laughs> sit out, get your helmets off you're not yeah. going back in this game
2: he also mentioned uh, he you know daniel our sideline guy uh, garbarino mentioned that it's easy if you're the older guy the first string guy go okay your night's done good job and they're you know it's easy you know, senior night and uh, you know maybe goof off a little bit enjoy the moment and everything they were still engaged in rooting on those young guys yeah you know they're they were, they were patting them on the helmet and they came off the field and teaching them while they're off the field and, and and cheering them on while they're on the field that that was a moment i didn't catch and daniel did and that's pretty cool too
1: well and think about this to to that point right there those those guys that have that have played in every game and started every game and whatnot you know how i knew that they were engaged Every time they had to punt, they never. Nobody ever had to call a timeout to get all eleven out there, even though nobody had their helmet on when fourth down happened. This is they, true. They were so engaged in the game that okay, everybody, all right, here we go. We got to go punt. Yep. You know, and do the punt team, and there was not a penalty. There was nothing. Nope. You know, no bad snaps. No, no lack lack of even focus. And you know that was kind of the the theme of the broadcast last night. Just focus on this job, even though you know what's coming up next. By the way, quick note. Uh, talking to coach hunt this morning that game it, it'll be newcastle out here next friday that game's going to be at seven uh the brackets are listed at 7 30 from the ossa uh, the teams have agreed that's going to be a seven o'clock kick so the normal seven o'clock kick next friday night with newcastle coming out in the first round and of yes the it a is playoffs. newcastle we, it is newcastle
2: we had to duck out because that game was going extra long we're kind of keeping an eye <laughs> on it even after the broadcast but wanting to know what that, that crazy ending we'll talk about it but it is gonna be the, the Racers. Which I think is good because there's they were a four, or former four A one opponent, so there's some familiarity there. Like, oh it's just Newcastle. We've seen we've seen them plenty of times in the past. Yeah, it's kinda
1: crazy that those two those two playing last night were in the we're, district we're, just a year ago. Yeah, both that's true. Of them. That's you know, true. Either either Bethany or Newcastle. Right, what else you got? Before well, I, have I saw to something else
0: that was pretty cool. I'm really excited to, to hear what you've got for me. But I saw something else pretty cool, too. Uh, Burns Flats coach let Schneeberger call an offensive series last oh, night. Oh, I didn't know Did that. Did you see that? No, Brian. Oh, yeah, he's been, you know, a superstar player and uh, unfortunate break, uh, literally. Um, and to have a coach keep a, a senior out there and, and say, hey, here you go. Take the offense down the field from the sidelines. That's pretty neat.
1: Did he – Did was the first play like the annexation of Puerto Rico? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get to see how it went. I was at the Young City game. All right, guys, triple reverse pass. <laughs> well, if, if anybody would appreciate that, it would be Coach Archer because some of the plays that when we would be sitting around talking about football when he was here as an assistant that he would come up with, he would appreciate something like that, I probably, you know. I, I saw one. Uh, it's it, it's weird that it what happened last night, but I, I saw a play that I'd never seen before. Uh, it was Bixby a couple of weeks ago, so they're kind of in the in that pistol formation type of thing. Quarterback gets it, hands it off to the running back. He starts to to the line, but they had a little motion coming behind, and he threw it out to the left. So it was like a handoff at the middle stop, and like a, not not only an option pitch, it was a, a flat out throw to the outside. Wow! I'm like, how do you stop that? Unless unless you knock him down before he can throw, it. Yeah. I have no idea how you stop it because you didn't know. even. It wasn't like he like chopped his feet and got ready. He had it when like this, it just went whoop. Like, so that's that's real pretty, quick, it wasn't cool. like a matter. He of, took about two steps toward yeah, the line and then just flipped it out there. I tell you what, Sam and I got home
0: and watched about the last five minutes of that Bixby game. That is, I, I told Sam. I said, "Sam, that's high school, dude." I like. I guarantee you, they have to have assigned seating. I don't know how many people they they bring into that stadium, but every seat is taken. It was
2: insane. That yeah. game, I think, was circled on the calendar from. Well, sure. it was moved. So sure, it was moved. It was moved to later
1: in the year. Um, right. First off, for television. for the television purposes, yeah. I you know when the the first time that I can remember that experience was actually the night before the the championship game in Stillwater it was Jinx Union yeah at old Lewis field and that thing had more people that night than any OSU game had in 1998 I can assure you I mean it was almost completely full with back then what 33 to 35,000 people 40 maybe yeah so there was probably 30 grand in that and I'm going I'm sorry what yeah. I, it
0: was pretty full the next I mean, day We thought too. we had it full too. It was yeah. nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Clinton
1: and Elk City showed up pretty good too. But yeah. was, but you, you know, there was a ton of people there for that game. And then you just think back the night before going, Oh my gosh, it's like a fifth. Yeah. Of what was there. It was crazy. But okay. Here you go. Okay. I, I, this is a moment right. I'm sure you've been waiting on gosh, since what, nineteen ninety six or seven, it's okay. maybe? It's, it's good to know when you're wrong. So, Wednesday night, I'm sitting at home, or coming back. Where were we? What were we doing? I had a meeting, and then I was coming back. Coming back home. And I get a text as I'm pulling into the driveway. And it says, I'm going to give you a topic for tomorrow's show. On my ESPN app, when I look at scores, college football, NBA, and soccer pop up before the world series there you go and i replied it's funny you say that because i just opened up my score the score app and it had nba and soccer before i could find the score of the game three of the world series what you know I've, I've been trying to tell you guys and the next te- the next text was scott will love the soccer side of that and i said i'm gonna wait till friday to talk about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: it's coming man it's coming it's great so it's the world's
1: most populous sport i mean when does the world cup start it's this month the,
0: yeah yeah like towards the, the end of this month yeah
1: mm mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if
0: you'll be able to see any of the games because I think they're going to start at like
1: 8 o'clock in was, the morning I was, was going to on the other side yeah, of the world. The Did you to, know what yeah. the what, – because what, it's in Qatar. <laughs> right. Or Qatar. Right. Whatever you say. Yeah,
0: there'll be morning games is what they're all going to be, I believe. So, you know,
1: this gets to a pet peeve of mine. I get that it's a world sport. The Olympics are the same way. Mm-hmm. But it sure is inconvenient when when we have the infrastructure to host these every single time. Absolutely. And just for for me, it sure is inconvenient uh, for this to happen this way. Well, in four years, yeah. we'll be. I know, be but it ought to be. Listen, right, yeah. this this may be the old American elitism coming through. Well, but it ought to be here every year.
0: Well, and it, I mean, they moved the World Cup time because they didn't want to have it in summer in Qatar
1: because it's 145 degrees. Exactly. Yeah. It'd only be like hundred and ten. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now, and and if you think the the uh, the that I was saving that for right before the World Cup, that's for, what, for yeah. it, we'll talk a little bit about just how pathetic the uh, the underhanded scheming and bribing and all of that is. Yeah.
1: I have seen. There's a documentary about this coming out like ten days before. Like it ought to be here pretty quick. I like guess within the week. Yeah. About all this. Yes. What a perfect time to release that! If if you're the makers of that film, to get most just the mass appeal that you could possibly. Yeah, do. and
0: it and it was a lot of the a lot of the people that were involved in the creating were people from host countries that that had bid, felt like they had had it won, and all of a sudden, out of the blue, hey, we're going to go to Qatar. Yeah. <laughs>
2: The dominating sports country. Sports capital of, of the world, yeah. the
0: Middle East, you know, where they couldn't even play sports until, <laughs> yeah. like, the last yeah. six years.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. you, there, you got They use their are, stadiums for beheadings. there yeah. yeah, use them there for sports.
2: Are some, uh, I've seen some reports of some pretty wild rules uh, in the stadium. Uh, f- I don't, I mean, Is
1: no women one of them? Well,
2: I mean, you'd have to – watch out. It, some of <laughs> it, I think, involves, like, beer and stuff. Like, you, it's – pretty wild yeah i'm sure it will i've That's seen there's th-
1: i've seen some stories about the the the, the government of qatar going to be paying people to come i don't doubt it i, I mean just who the wants travel to the travel there? expenses and stuff for for fans not just when was that on your list of yeah i mean it, it, exotic vacation you know when they
2: announced this years ago did you go hey i think uh, i want to go there and what's the
1: some? uh what's no. the one the tourist place over there dubai dubai yeah uh, dubai would be you, you, do you remember larry jones i
0: i don't guess i do larry jones larry
1: jones back oh gosh we were kids when he moved he, he actually lived in dubai for a bunch of time he oilfield forever yeah um larry and deborah and they moved down to the woodlands about oh, i was about sixth grade so yeah it's gonna be hard for you he was just soccer he coached our soccer team back when we were kids wise man and, and he talked about living like you know like, you see that tree thing Right, he lived on one of like, the branches. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's yeah, it's insane. So yeah, it, it's gonna be. I mean, it's too bad too. It really is gonna be a great World Cup, and the United States got a great bracket.
2: Speaking of which, though, should get to
0: the
1: <laughs> knockout round, right? They should
0: not have a problem getting to the round. 16. Looking
2: at the, you mentioned the time and everything. I I googled up what I think they're trying to accommodate for what country plays uh, USA plays at one p.m. their first game. Oh, good on uh, on a Monday, but it's at one p.m. So. I, we'll, it won't be five in the morning well you know. i
0: can tell you i can tell you that garrison financial office will close at 12 30 <laughs> on november
2: 21st <laughs> but the earliest game i see 7 a.m our time this is all our time well i take that bad 4 a.m uh on on one game but it's between is Argentina, that iran versus Argentina, north korea and saudi arabia
1: yeah nobody cares I mean, at the end of the day. The people in Argentina care a lot. England plays at (laughs) at, uh,
2: a 7 a.m. game. Now, what time would it be in England They're seven hours (laughs) ahead of us. It's like middle of the afternoon for them. Yeah, Yeah, so 1 p.m. for us. I mean, I think what they're doing there is like, okay, these countries, this is where we're going to get the most eyeballs. USA obviously is going to watch more than Wales. Well, I don't know. But but watch out.
0: I I mean, really three and a half years because it should be four years. But in three and a half years, it is going to be in Mexico, United States, Canada. Yep. Yeah, that's and really cool. Tickets? The the uh, American team should be very, very. You going to
2: try to go? I know they're going down to Arlington. Yeah,
0: I, gonna, uh, oh, I'm going.
2: Is there a lottery to get tickets? Man, I'll, to this I'll, thing, I'll go
0: to more than one game. I will. I, wherever I got to travel, I'm going. <laughs>
2: it's a once a lifetime thing. It makes me think: should I be trying to get tickets to? You uh, don't
1: realize this, Jared, but. Uh, you know he'll be right there as the first guy that goes. I,
2: <laughs> I believe he'll be the
1: leader of the chant.
2: With a painted I might chest. be, yeah. <laughs> Holding the flag better, up. Better get back into better shape. The- <laughs> COVID
0: kind <knocked laughs> of knocked on the gut a little what bit. Those
2: so. like <laughs> yeah, I
0: think they banned those. But I did, I did enjoy. Yeah, hey, guys like Skinny and I, we don't run. So when you say <laughs> that my belly was jiggling when I'm running. <laughs> We can't identify with yeah, that. Yeah, I don't even know what that means.
1: <laughs> unless, unless there's like an Oreo about to roll off the <laughs> counter, and i got to take one, two steps and dive and catch it.
2: Move pretty fast for yeah. that one. Uh, well, there's right, the five-second rule. Yeah, tell us,
1: uh, <laughs> tell us about Garrison Financial a little bit.
0: Yeah, just, uh, you know, I, I enjoy working with people. I enjoy working with uh, people and their tax professionals, if that's what they want. Uh, we just – I like to get down into the dirt and help you find what you need to do to uh, – to, to reach some financial freedom, to, to give you some freedom later on in life. so
1: Scott at SoonerWealth.com, 124 North Main Street, on the corner of uh, Main and 3rd here in Elk City. Thanks a lot, man. Oilers play tonight? Oilers play tonight. Uh, unfortunately, there's not a lot there. Uh, playoff-wise, they were eliminated last week. But Hollis on Paragon TV. Hollis and Turpin's a big game to try to get Hollis to not have to go to Oklahoma Bible, who was the number one team in Class B in the first round yeah, of the playoffs next week. Yeah, probably win that one then. Yes. Uh, It would behoove them to win that game.
0: (laughs) That's a Carla Garrison word. Uh, You get a smart cookie. I'm bringing it next week. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Uh,
1: Thank you, Scott. Uh, Scott at SoonerWealth.com. Garrison Financial will tell you all about them as we move along throughout the show. We got texts from a couple of people that I know he knows. Too much soccer. Too much soccer. It's American football season. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, heavens. Uh, You want to – finish up the high school stuff now you want to take a break let's take a break your show buddy let's take a break we'll come back finish up the high school stuff look ahead to the state schools and college football also the big games around the country and there are a bunch of them specifically a couple in the sec it's garrison financial friday right here on the skinny on sports 98.1
0: 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest, a little of their savings, or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals, for if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker dealer, member FINRA, and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice.
2: The Skinny on Sports.
1: And welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the Sports Animal Garrison Financial Friday. I appreciate Scott stopping in. He always uh, brings some different perspective and some laughs to the show. Uh, He can do your full financial planning. Shop the open market to bring the best value on life insurance and your investments. He can also manage your investments, or if you're one of those people who likes to dabble, if you're one of those people who likes to kind of be hands-on uh, with your investing, he can charge you hourly, uh, hourly excuse me, to build you a plan that then you can manage. So you can kind of get the best of both worlds there. Uh, Garrison Financial, Scott at SoonerWealth.com. 124 North Main Street here in Elk City is where... His office is located. Okay, so we mentioned a little bit of the high school football. The Oak City Elks win last night, 33-22 over the John Marshall Bears. It was a game that the Elks controlled uh, throughout, 33-6 at halftime, 26-0 at one point in the first half. And then uh, the Elks uh, let some uh, younger guys play, and and you know what? They did pretty well. As you mentioned, Um, John Marshall scored 16 points in the second half, but with about four minutes left to play in the fourth quarter. John Marshall had a first and 10 at the Elk City 13 and the Elks uh, forced four straight incompletions and then ran the clock out after that with a couple of first downs on the ground. Uh, so the Elks improved to 9-1, and one, finished the regular season at 9-1, 6-0, a perfect record in the district, district champs, and will host Newcastle, Big Elk Stadium, next Friday night at 7 o'clock. We talked about it a bunch on the broadcast, Jared. It's, it, from from what, we, what you were looking forward to happen in pregame, <clears throat> until halftime, it was exactly the br- the blueprint that I'm sure Coach Maynard had laid out for his guys.
2: Yeah, yeah. It it's get that big lead early, get those guys out. You want to keep them healthy, keep them fresh as as much as you can before playoffs. And uh, so, um, I was saying, talking uh, before we went on the show, um, you know, some people would look at that score from an outside looking in, and go, "Wow, how they why they the number two team let John Marshall hang around?" But I, I'm I'm in contact with a lot of other Broadcasters and, and football fans, high school football fans, and not one word was said about that. They they just said oh, it looked like OKC took care of business. I'm like yeah, it's pretty pretty business as usual. And um and it's a, a game that you you know I kind of expected it to kind of go like that. Just get that big lead and so it was by the book is how I would describe that win last night. So good job and now. And, and I know Daniel said last night, I, I kind of, you know, at first, this wasn't planned to play on a Thursday night, but I kind of like it because we get that extra day to uh, prepare and, and heal. Because we as a any point in the season, I mean, at this point of the season with any football team, you'll see the bumps and bruises and, and the Knicks and the Knacks, and let's get healed up and let's give it a go in playoffs.
1: Yeah, no doubt. <clears throat> uh, so – with last night, man, it, it was – I mean, we were obviously trying to, to keep the focus on what was happening out in front of us uh, at Big Oak Stadium. But quite frankly, after that first half, the story, in my mind, became what else was going on. And we tried to highlight that as much as we could without taking away from what we were there to do. Here's
2: a good thing to say, I, and it's a good reason for that – that game last night, for a good reason, was boring. I mean, you know what I mean? Got the big lead. We knew what was, you know, it was inevitable that the Big Oaks were going to take care of business. And, and we're just kind of, I think me and you were like, kind of, well, what's going on over in uh, over in Newcastle? Yeah. You're keeping an eye on that. And even the Jinx Bixby and you know, the World Series. And then we
1: flat out forgot to pay attention and Chickasha came back and beat Cash. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'd true. say, it, I mean, in some ways, you're right, but obviously, there was also guys out there that had uh, right. that had paid the price in practice. And that it was got, nice to see; they them deserved get in. to play yes, and absolutely. they deserved our attention, which I felt like we gave. Yes, yes. With oh. also and I looking ahead to next week, so you mentioned um, Bethany, Newcastle. Both of those teams, former uh, they were in the district last year, uh, right out here in four A one. So they they were playing the winner. <clears throat> To avoid coming here, basically. And then Bethany had a chance to win the district, depending on what the what the points ended up being. Uh, Newcastle missed a field goal with one second on the clock. I mean, its time expired from about 20 yards. Uh, essentially an extra point. I think they actually snapped it from the five. So a 22-yard field goal that they missed to win the game. Went into overtime. New, uh, Bethany scored in the first overtime pretty quickly. Newcastle scored on a fourth and 11. Through a pass, got deflected and then caught in the end zone. Then, uh, then Newcastle on fourth and about three, instead of taking the three points, they try to score a touchdown. Looks like they're stopped short of the goal line. And the officials converge in the middle of the field, even after they found the ball. It looked like to me, honestly, to kind of what'd you see, what'd you see. And all of a sudden, they throw their hands up for a touchdown. Uh, Bethany clearly didn't appreciate that, was, you know. Uh, coming out there, uh, the the coach is just I, I think more clarification and and to just to, to, to show displeasure for sure as well. Uh, but then Bethany scores. They line up to kick the extra point. Newcastle calls a timeout, and Bethany goes for two and gets it, and, and they win the game by a point, thirty two to thirty one. So that's how Newcastle gets here. But I, it's so intriguing these when you get down in these situations. With the district points, you know they matter. And then also kind of where, you, where you'd where not only be seated in your district, but also what's the other one doing. I, I, I just wonder how much coaches are paying attention to that in the moment. Because I can remember game, uh, week 10 at Clinton, gosh, six or seven years ago. The Elks are throwing at the end zone to try to take it into overtime. or maybe to win, I, I was try, I'm trying to remember the scenario, but actually it was they were down six. So they're throwing in the end zone to try to, to, to uh, potentially win the game. But the problem was you can't win by one. So you literally would throw a touchdown, and if you're paying it, I mean, if you're thinking yeah. rationally and, and about what everything that's going on, you have to take a knee. You can't win the game with an extra point because it has to go to overtime. And then the, with the way the points worked out that year, that year you, have to get the, you, the, you have to get the toss or you, you just got to go first and get eight. They needed eight, right? They needed to win by eight and then stop Clinton. It was a wild scene. Uh, the Elks, and the Elks threw a pass down there and only got to, they got like to the three and were tackled out of bounds or something. But I just, I just wonder how much that the coaches are really paying attention to those situations in game with everything surrounding them.
2: I don't know if they are. I think in game, they're more or less thinking just get the win and let everything else shake out for, and settle down. You know what I mean? I think it's just let's just go out there and win. Because that's what they practice all week long. Like, this is how we prepare for this opponent, and it would be incredibly hard. But now maybe they are. Maybe they're, there's contingency plans. Like, okay, in this scenario, if this team on over in, I don't know, Blanchard beats them and whatever we need eight points. This is what we're going to do. But if it doesn't look like that's going to happen, we're going to stick with the game plan. This is what we're going to do. But I think ultimately they're not paying attention to that. I think they just have a game plan, and they're trying to win no matter what.
1: And I think that's no. I think it, I don't now, think that's the right way to go be, about it.
2: Before the game, I think they know. Okay, this is a this is what we got to do to position ourselves for for a the finish second or even first. But now, now here's now that's a good now that's a what if you're playing for first and they work in a way there is opportunities for them to be yeah
1: all they had to do is kick the I mean in 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 theory yeah you kick the extra point go to a third overtime you get the ball first. Uh, Claire I, I kind of need clarification on this rule. I know it is in college, but in in high school I can't I don't know the last time if I've ever seen a third overtime maybe I have. Are um, you forced to
2: go for two? I don't in know that school, you are
1: in high school.
2: I've always been told, or it's always been described as when someone says, how does Oklahoma handle their overtime? And the answer's always been, just like college. So but it's I, not. So, but is it just like college? It's not like
1: college. They start from the 10, first well, off. Well,
2: that. But, I'm not, but it's not like the NFL where they add an extra quarter. They, right. It's, it's, they place the ball and pick a side and go.
1: See, I was tr- I'm trying to remember... Of course, it was at Pampas, so that doesn't matter because it's the college rules anyways. Because they do play the college rules in Texas Mm -hmm. uh, from the clock and everything. But anyhow, I mean, but if you're Bethany there and and you care, maybe they don't care. But if it's me in that situation, I'm kicking the extra point, sending it to a third overtime, and then I'm trying to figure out a way to win that game by eight. Because if they win by eight, they're district champions. And then they host the weakest team out of four A one, at least by record, right? You know, I just it's 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 a catch twenty two. I'm sure down there, you want to win the game, and maybe you the biggest thing was winning that game and and avoiding coming here. You know, yeah, maybe that maybe that's what's on the mind, but and you never know how it's going to work out obviously it's just it doesn't there's no guarantee you can get the 8 points and then stop Newcastle and all that but you know it just it, it, now you go you look at what what's ahead yeah you won the game you won the game by one now you more than likely get to go to clinton
2: not sure um that's a consolation prize you want
1: i'm not but maybe maybe it doesn't matter uh, but you you know or at least i feel like you know that they that they understood that Tuttle and Blanchard had both won, got their full fifteen points. I mean, I, I and if not, maybe 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 we care about more, more about that than like you were saying. We care more about the all the jockeying for position than, than they do in real time. But it just seems to me, if it's if it's you know outside looking in, I'm thinking, man, I, I want to avoid going on the road game one at all cost. So, anyhow, that's if, just if that's, it's kind of the game the between ultimate, the like, game. It
2: doesn't matter who the opponent is. You just rather ha- host than go. Right? Boy, I would. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely.
1: <clears throat> obviously, it's a good you know,
2: question for the Coach Maynard. Yeah, was, I know. <laughs>
1: that's kind of what I was but thinking. But he probably
2: said, never been in that position. It's my first year as a head coach.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, that's, uh, so, so in, in District 1, Elk City's first. If Clinton beats Woodward tonight by eight points or more, they'll be second, for third, Chickasha fourth, as Chickasha comes back from 22 nothing down with Malik Murphy on the sideline and crutches and comes back and beats Cash 34-28. It looked like Demarion uh, Harris, the guy that we saw, uh, catch that first long touchdown, I think it was him, he caught a bunch of long ones down there. They kind of had to switch offensive philosophies. Um, Rayburn was the starting quarterback uh, God, Landon, Landon Bowen uh, Did some good things We saw him do some good things out of the Wildcat For a drive or two here uh, When Chickasha was in town But anyhow, uh, Chickasha comes back and wins So they're, they're fourth, they're locked in at fourth Elk City's locked in at first Clinton Weatherford, uh, depending on the result tonight For the Red Tornadoes, Clinton second With an eight point win over Woodward or more Weatherford second if that doesn't happen um, either way, Clinton can't fall to fourth because they'll have the head-to-head win over Chickasha from last week. And then District 2, it's set. They, they all played last night. Tuttle wins the district at 6-1 and one with 71 points. Blanchard second with 68 points. Bethany third with 64 points. And the Newcastle's fourth at 4-3. Four and three. All those teams are 6-1. and one. The Newcastle fourth at 4-3. Four and three. And then it looks like if you're, you want to jump ahead to what's possible in the second round, uh, that would possibly be P- uh, Poto. Is what you're looking at there? Winner of Poto, and there's a jumbled up mess for third place in four uh, a three tonight. Merritt finishes up the season, um, and then Hollis hosts Turpin. That's a that's a game that matters in in Class B. If uh, Hollis could beat Turpin, they would do no worse than third in that district, which does avoid Oklahoma Bible in round one. Merritt's got a tough one at home tonight. Fairview coming to town. Fairview's a district mm. champ there uh, in A1, number three in class A1. Also some high school hoops. Who else playing?
2: Oh, boy, howdy.
1: Eric Canute, Leedy, and Sweetwater.
2: Hammond and Sentinel. Arapaho. Arapaho, sure. Let's look her up.
1: Bunch of games. Here's your deal. ParagonTV.com. Those games, the the basketball will start at 630. The football will start at 7. And if you're looking for somewhere to go to watch this stuff in town, if you're in Elk City, you're like, man, I want to go get a bite to eat. Go hang out and watch some Paragon TV. Pedro's Mexican Grill is your spot. Official Watch Party headquarters. A big elk and Paragon TV high school hoops, high school basketball on the docket tonight on Paragon TV.
2: Arapaho is at Blair, so bring your boxing gloves. Let's see, Leedy is Sweetwater. Sweetwater. Saw that you just morning. said that didn't yeah. uh, didn't you? Yes, and that's an opener for them. A lot of these are openers, so yeah, we got it covered. So Arapaho's at Blair. Canute and Eric. Knute is at Eric. Hammond, is it hosting? Playing, sent, uh, playing Sentinel. is still playing football, as we mentioned. Lady Sweetwater. Merritt's still playing football, too. There we go. So everybody's in action except the Big Elks tonight. As far as the Paragon Network is concerned. That's right. That, that time of year again.
1: Correct.
2: When you play that song, it's the most wonderful <laughs> time of the year.
1: So it's all getting started on the basketball floor. Football playoffs will get going next week. College football this weekend: some big games in the Big 12 and around the country, state schools as well. Oh break it down next right here on the skinny on sports
0: hello my name is Scott Garrison you may remember me as Scott the barber or just as Ron and Carla's son I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998 now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial I started investing in my 20s I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession I started caring for other people's money in 2018 and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients understanding their wants and needs as well as what keeps them up at night whether my friends just want me to invest a a little of their savings, or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at Scott at SoonerWealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research Inc., a broker dealer member, FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside this specific. States referenced, Cambridge does not offer tax
1: and legal advice.
2: <laughs> the Skinny on Sports.
1: Welcome back, Skinny on Sports, ninety-eight point one FM, the Sports Animal. Hey, hat tip to our man Justin Jefferson, uh, jogging our memory about how did the, we forget uh, about that uh, yeah, Grove exactly Wagner because of the Grove yeah. Wagner last year. That's right. So in overtime, it's it's a plus or minus one, uh, so it didn't matter for Bethany to be able to to gain those eight points. Yeah, that we looked at rule up last year when uh, Grove. Took the safety, to lose, to Wagner, yet still win the district. And then, as we started diving into it, you can only—it's plus or minus one. So they could have went ahead and uh, won the game in over, or lost the game in overtime, but just lost one district point and still would have been the chance by trying to win the game, and it kind of uh, ended up backfiring on him anyway. But uh, yeah, that's a hat tip to Justin for. Uh, I still think telling that was that crazy,
2: rule. though. Uh, imagine trying to explain to the novice fan in the stands. <clears throat> Because there's a there's a fan or two in the stands screaming, "Why'd you lose on purpose?" You know, you'd have to explain it, <laughs> really educate your fans. That's this is why we did that.
1: You lost the battle but won the war. Yeah,
2: like we don't like the one on the lost column.
1: So they end <laughs> up with the <a> two. Anywho, <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I remember that when as soon as you read that you told me that, I was like, Oh, that's right. We yeah, looked I, up that rule. Totally forgot that. We looked that rule up last year when we saw what happened uh, with uh with Grove and, and Wagner. College football today, uh, tomorrow. Oklahoma. It actually looked you know, early in the week that looked like this might be be being played in a monsoon. Feels like it's not gonna be the case as much now. A lot of the, the, the rain. Even if there is some in the morning, uh, ought to be pushed off by two o'clock for the most part. Maybe a little bit as the game starts, but I don't think the weather's near the factor that people
2: thought it might be
1: earlier in the I've week. Had
2: two people offer me their tickets; <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to go. Yeah.
1: So, uh, can Oklahoma continue a uh, little bit of a turnaround here with Baylor in town?
2: It's going to be tight. I, it's going to be real tough, um, especially up. I mean, Baylor's still big up front. So, if OU can um, get that running game going, I'm not sure about Eric Gray. He was kind of kind of beat up a little bit after that Iowa State game. Haven't heard much as far as that being a concern, but you get him going. I mean, he's been he's turned into a nice back as of late. Get him going, establish that run game. Gabriel, uh, he's been doing good things too. Um, you know, all all comes down into the trenches. If they can establish that run game, I think they'll be okay. But it's it's gonna be a tough go at it. Gonna be tough. A lot of people like Baylor in this game.
1: Yeah, Siaki Ika. Uh, Andrew Rame, we'll, we'll know maybe what gum he's chewing yeah. by the time this is over.
2: I don't know if um, it's the Baylor quarterback that I have question marks about. He's been kind of up and down this year.
1: Yeah, ha has been good and he's been bad. Yeah, you know, at the first of the year, we felt like the BYU game and you know, they didn't trust him to throw it, and kind of yeah. a big part of why they lost that one. You know, but here's the thing. Outside of last week, Oklahoma's run defense was fantastic against Iowa State, who didn't look like they had a D1 back on their team. This is a different animal than that. this was – yeah. Different animal, uh, because you're talking about an offensive line for Baylor that's experienced, that's physical. Uh, The the freshman running back, Reese, is a good player, and it's gotten better. This is a totally different challenge uh, for that Oklahoma defense, and I think coming out of tomorrow's game – you might see maybe a little bit more either good vibes if Oklahoma's defense can hang in there like they did against Iowa State and, and put out a really nice effort uh, to help more complimentary football uh, with defense and offense for the Sooners. Or it's kind of back to, well, there's still a long way to go.
2: Well, the good news is, unlike last year, the coach was on campus all week this week. He did, wasn't going off interviewing for a job
1: that we know of
2: <laughs> uh you know well the pl- press conference wasn't delayed today so there's always that the the focus we think is there unlike last year but Baylor's tough they got a good coach they, they're big and it's in Norman and you know there's a lot of guys on that team last year that remember the fans rushing on the field twice in a sense so we'll see and if they want to turn this thing around this is going to be another hurdle they have to they have to get by
1: yeah, and this is, honestly, going to Lubbock's never easy, going to Morgantown, but those two teams aren't as good as this one. Even though West Virginia beat Baylor, Baylor just crushed Tech last week. And with the injuries – Tech is beat up, too. Well, and speaking of beat up, with the injuries of the team we'll talk about next, next, Oklahoma State, I think I could make the case and make it pretty well that this is the hardest game left on Oklahoma's schedule. Even though it's at home, I think with, with the way Baylor plays and and – Kind of the the strength versus weakness that they possess. Their strength is a little bit OU's weakness, obviously with the run game and OU's run defense throughout the year. I think you could make the case pretty easily that this is the last, uh, the toughest game of the last four with the injuries for everybody else.
2: Yeah, I I can I totally agree with that. Absolutely, because it's not calling those other teams bad. No, no, it's, just, it's just they're, they're beat up. Where they are at right now, they're beat up. Yeah.
1: And that brings us to uh, Lawrence, Kansas, uh, the walking wounded of the Oklahoma State Cowboys headed up there. This is such a hard game to break down because, quite frankly, you don't have any idea who's going to be playing on almost either side, either quarterback. Are you comfortable saying uh, who's going to play quarterback for either side? No. It feels like Jalen Daniels is
2: trending positive. a lot of talk, yeah.
1: And it feels like Spencer Sanders is – trending negative and not only for this week for multiple weeks if not the rest mm. with with some reports that are kind of rumors that are flying around I, I honestly I, I feel like it's fairly safe to say that Spencer Sanders is at best 50-50 to play in this game on Saturday
2: and that would be detrimental because they already have trouble running the football you're going to get a guy in there that's thrown how many passes in meaningful minutes five or less yeah. i mean it's but zero zero because when he yeah. played
1: last week it wasn't uh meaningful it's 41 no,
2: of course not so it that is that is scary and and it's kind of it's weird that the the oklahoma schools are kind of marrying each other when it comes to the quarterback situ- situation the team goes by the way the quarterback you know when gabriel went out you saw what happened when sanders uh, is out or not 100%, you're seeing what happens. It's crazy, and they got – both teams have got to shore that up in the offseason, find something in the portal or hope that their guys behind them develop into solid backup quarterbacks. It's it's it's, uh, it's a lesson to be learned in the future for sure.
1: I'm interested to see who would take the snaps. Huh. Would it be Gunnar Gundy or would it be Garrett Rangel? I, I know Rangel's played in one game – and so there's still the the possibility to redshirt him but also let him play. Uh, you know, I it just depends on I guess what that staff feels like both of those guys are ready for. I could see a situation to where if 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 you're playing Gundy as the backup just to protect Rangel's redshirt at this point, you still have a glimmer of a hope to win a big 12, to to get to the Big 12 title game. It's not way out of the realm of possibilities right now. A third loss, and it is. So if you really feel like Rangel gives you the best chance to win, yet you're trying to protect his red shirt, I say you throw him out there and let him play until he gets to that four game because you're trying to win. And then, by the way, guess what? If you win all these games and you're still in the running, hey, at least we found our quarterback of the future. Let him keep going. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I – I think there's a lot to be said there. If he is, if if the competition between those two is anywhere near to close,
2: surely don't we have some connections here in town that could probably tell us what they've heard from the practice report? Who's playing? Who's it's not, not playing?
1: I mean, it just sounds like it's so tight-lipped. It's hard to it's hard to find that out. I bet we have some people that might know. Would they be willing to tell you? That's the key.
2: They don't want to open that Pandora's box. <laughs>
1: okay. Bo- uh, what, is there a better chance of both state schools winning or both state schools losing?
2: I- I'll lean winning. Because, I- because one, it's in Norman for OU, and they're playing better, and and Baylor's kind of been up and down, I can see. And, and on the other side, how many times have we seen OSU – after a embarrassing loss turn around and win a game and this is still kansas we're talking i know it's a better kansas but at the end of the day they're not they're still not intimidating anybody when you when you see them and and i don't haven't heard if their place is sold out they've lost how many in a row three three i'll lean winning both of them winning
1: i'm gonna lean losing that's that's a different you know what that's a complete reversal from our normal personalities you're normally a little bit more a glass half empty and I'm normally a little bit more a glass half full.
2: Yeah. I'm just going from what I've seen lately. And 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 what I've seen, you know, from a Gundy coach team, he finds ways to rally the troops, especially yeah. after something that happened like that happened in Manhattan last week. He he finds a way. Now if this was if they were going to say Lubbock or going to Morgantown or something like that, I'd like nah, – no, I'd, I wouldn't be so confident. But because, again, it's still Kansas. There are three-game losers. I I just lean the other way. I think um, there's better players for OSU, healthy players for OSU, than there are Kansas right now.
1: Yeah, I, I but agree. But key
2: position, though, that's, that's the thing, the is. quarterback position.
1: I agree with TJ on the OU side. Oklahoma's de- defensive line especially – has had trouble when the other teams had a good offensive line.
2: Right.
1: There's no doubt that that's true. If you look back at Kansas State, you look back at TCU, even Texas, who I wouldn't say really has a great offensive line, still uh, was able to handle uh, what Oklahoma brought to the table that day in the Cotton Bowl. And Baylor does have a good offensive line. You know, the, It's funny to me on, on OU side because something that's getting completely lost in the shuffle of a disappointing season – is that that offensive line was a huge question mark going in? I think Oklahoma's offensive line has been pretty darn good throughout the season. I mean, and they've gotten better and better and better as it's gone.
2: You've seen that? I've seen more holes for the running backs. No
1: doubt. I, I think Bigger o, holes. OU's guy. I mean, Anton Harrison was kind of one of those guys the pro scouts loved that you hadn't really seen a whole bunch out of yet on the collegiate level at left tackle. He's been fantastic.
2: You think we'll see that um, that line shift? That hockey line shift like we saw at Idaho State. I don't what know. was that? I don't know. It's crazy. I'm surprised we haven't talked about that. That got my head spinning.
1: Craziest. All right, around the country, big ones. Um, let's go least big to big, at least of the four that I wrote down. Oh, you wrote four? I wrote down four. Is this the week that the Clemson fraudulence shows up? At South Bend, Notre Dame coming off a big win against Syracuse. Is this the week?
2: Yeah, I uh, I wrote that down too. I don't know. Um, I it's going to have my attention. It looks like Notre Dame. That's a big, confident win for them. And Clemson—they're always been kind of questionable. You call them a fraud. They're top four. How many times have we seen a top four team in the initial rankings the very next Saturday lose? So it, it's it's a possibility. Absolutely, that that could be the upset of the week.
1: Yeah, I, Notre Dame—they're they're a weird team, man. Aren't they? They're a weird team. You just don't know what you're going to get. As bad as DJ Wuenganga Lele was last year or last week, excuse me. He's been really good this season. And I think the advantage Clemson has at the quarterback spot is going to be too much. I think Clemson wins squeaker in uh, Notre Dame. Here's an interesting one. Kansas State coming off that blowout of OSU last week hosting Texas. Texas is favored in this game why of they are
2: because they need to make alabama look good um <laughs> i don't know who's going to be their quarterback for kansas state does it matter they
1: are mum on the situation i just read that this morning nobody talking because up
2: there. if it's martinez you're preparing for the run and the pass if it's howard you're preparing more just for the pass and he was spot on against osu i don't know it's at manhattan and i think they're going to be rocking and rolling uh for this one especially after how they played last week I'd lean Kansas State. Slight lean.
1: The one thing that would concern me if I'm the Purple Cats, that secondary has not been great. I mean, you carved it up in that loss a bunch. And even even had it carved more, had Gabriel been accurate. You know, think back to that game and how – up in arms people were, uh, throws, at, yeah. and, and losing. Here's the thing, though, Jared. Until Steve Sarkeesian wins a road game in the Big 12, yeah, he, he, I'm not picking him no. to. Show me, Sark.
2: Yeah. Kansas State, can they if they get to Ewers, th- that's been his kind of Achilles, is if you get to him and, and get to him and get to him. I've heard on promos with, with Pat Jones. You get to him, he's going to start making some bad throws. So – Yes. Better get to him. If you can get to him for Kansas State, if you apply that pressure, find ways to get to him, that helps out that secondary problem.
1: You better get to him because otherwise, Texas's athletes at the receiver. I don't like that matchup for K State in the back end. If yours has time, I still like K State though. Uh, come on,
2: I like for the, I. I forgot about Sark hasn't won a true. Road he has game not won a road in game, the Big game Big in the Big Twelve. Yeah. Um. What about?
1: Baton Rouge. Speaking of teams elevated to make Bama look better, LSU, everybody, number 10, seven spots higher than one pole, five spots higher than the other uh, with their college football playoff ranking. we got LSU hosting Alabama. Is this the get-right night for Alabama, or is there something else in store down in Baton Rouge?
2: Night game, right? It Night, is, night game, it?
1: Six o'clock, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, six o'clock.
2: Yeah, it sets up for LSU to get a big win. I'm sure it's gonna be on ABC or ESPN. It's on ESPN. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be massive. The place is gonna be rocking and rolling. I mean they're gonna it's gonna be another I mean it's gonna be crazy. Roll tide.
1: <laughs> a little Lee Corso there.
2: I'm not going I'm not buying that. Just
1: don't do the Houston version of Lee Corso. <laughs> 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 if you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up on YouTube. Give me that. No.
2: no. Ah! <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> now, nah, roll tide. I, uh, I got right, or get right, I think they got right against Mississippi State immediately after Tennessee. They're mad.
1: On the road, Bama's struggled a
2: little bit. I they know. haven't
1: lost a bunch of road games, but they've been real close. I like Jaden Daniels. I don't know if I like him enough to beat Alabama, but I like Jaden Daniels. If you're picking this game, if you're giving me two touchdowns in LSU, I will gobble them up.
2: Yeah, I could see it being a one-score game. I will gobble yeah. those up. I don't yeah. know if
1: they can get them head, to head. I don't know if they can get them straight up, but I like the chances there.
2: <laughs> Saban is pissed from the text line. Yeah, he's always mad.
1: Uh Saban's <laughs> nicer than we think. He's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, play, he is. play a little poker with him. It's <laughs> football buddy. Watch him
1: when He's hanging out with Marty Smith. Yeah, I seen. That he's day. cool. Yeah. Tennessee at Georgia, the big one down in between oh, the hedges in Athens.
2: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Is Tennessee for real? This has this parallel feeling like you pointed out about a month ago of of the OU run of 2000, and you got Hypo running the show over there. And Is I this mean, the A&M
1: then, game from yeah, that year? Yeah, back then. Or out of October.
2: Yeah, back then everyone's was like, oh, that's a cool win against Texas. Oh, wow, now you got to go to Manhattan. Whoa, that was a fun, close win in Manhattan. But you got to beat Nebraska now. Then they did it. I mean, in the, similar. Tennessee beat Alabama. Now A and M. You're right, at Georgia. On the road. On the road. I'll do it.
1: Tennessee. I will
2: wear the Tennessee orange. Yeah, the real UT wins in Georgia. Wow. I'll do
1: it. It it, it really is similar. It feels to what like, happened here in 2000. It's like fate. Because. you... As those games, especially in October, okay, Texas. Well, you know, Texas maybe not good. Kansas State, whoa. They did what? They beat who? And then but then it was like, Okay, this is cute, but there's no way you're beating Nebraska. I mean it's Nebraska. Right. And then of course it was fourteen nothing like that. And now the difference is that was in Norman. This isn't in Knoxville. Right. That Tennessee offense has been off the charts. But has it played anybody near to what they're going to play this week defensively? You know what I think is going to happen. I actually think it's going to be the Georgia offense that's the difference. That shows up and Stetson Bennett. No, I don't. I think Tennessee's going to win. I think it's fate. I, it, this is so I dumb. I can't go against them. I picked this, them earlier. This is in the like year. heart overhead because <laughs> the story seems cooler. Yeah then what your head your head tells you George is going to win this game. I can't
2: go against Tennessee. I picked them at the beginning of the season as my darlings, my dark horse. Why would I go against them? Now? And
1: I came up with the parallel of Heupel and you did. Orange so October. Let, let's
2: root for Tennessee tomorrow. Three games I'm going to keep an eye on. Other three games are not as big, uh, but just comparable reasons. Arizona, Utah. Arizona put up a lot of points against USC. Of course, Utah beat USC. How's that shake out? If Utah blows Arizona out, does that show that USC is a little bit of a fraud? I don't know. Uh, Florida State, Miami—I know it's not as big, but it's still a fun rivalry to keep an you eye on. You know what's on.
1: crazy? I didn't even know that game was happening this week. Yeah. It, you can't. Growing up when we I didn't did, know until I looked up the schedule yeah. today.
2: So, and then Cal at USC—does USC give up more points? USC fans aren't happy with the with the defense. Oh no, kidding! <laughs> they're already calling. Shocker! They're already wanting Grinch out. they they're they're pushing for Grinch to go for the Auburn job.
1: Yeah, too bad they would never hire him.
2: Who would? Why would they? You want a soft defense in the SEC? you kidding me? He ran from the SEC with Riley. But those are just some offshoot games I'm keeping an eye on. But those big ones are going to be fun. Especially ours in the state.
1: All right, who wins? We kind of said who we thought would win the other ones. Who wins?
2: I think OU does. They get a late touchdown to win it by 10. I mean, I think it's going to be close. But I think the being at home, they seem extra motivated to kind of turn this thing around. Uh, of course, line play is going to be key, but that offensive line, if they can create some op- opportunities for the run game, especially. If that run game gets going, it eases up for Gabriel. I mean, that's football 101. Uh, and I'll take uh, – and then the defense, can they take that next step? I know Iowa State was horrible on offense, but can, if they can kind of stymie the run game for Baylor. So I'll say OU by 10, and I'll state you know what? I'll say OSU by 10. For no other reason than that it's Kansas, and I like how Gundy always responds after embarrassing losses. He's always had a response.
1: I'm not convinced that Dave Aranda doesn't have some sort of special potion and some sort of special spell over uh, the Oklahoma offense since he's been down there. Looking uh, at the head-to-head, last year in the Sugar Bowl, I realized Corral got hurt early, but Baylor had a good plan there as well uh, to, to kind of control Jeff Levy's offense. I just don't – I don't. Oklahoma's defense is going to have to prove it against a better opponent than Iowa State before I'm going to sit here and act like they can beat somebody good. Uh, so I'm going to say that Baylor beats OU. And just from flat-out injury and no – how about this? If Sanders plays, OSU wins. If he doesn't, Kansas wins. And I don't believe he's going to play. And so I think Kansas is going to beat Oklahoma State and earn bowl eligibility for the first time since, what, 2008? Is
2: that the Orange Bowl run?
1: Two thousand seven. So when they went to so Orange bowl. I think they made the, a bowl the next year, though. Okay. So, that's where I'm at.
2: All right. It's going to be fun, everybody.
1: East of us, be safe. I don't know how much the rain is going to affect. Are we done with it, you think?
2: It's kind of just east of us. Yeah. Looking at the radar, nothing severe in our area anymore. Right. So, I think we're done with the severe stuff.
1: Yeah. I think it's pushing to the east. Everybody, have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy the football. We'll be back to discuss it Monday from the Sayre Golf Course right here on the Skinny On Sports. You've been listening to the Skinny On Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening.
2: That ball is blistered to right. Wow.
0: Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018 and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at Scott at SoonerWealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker dealer member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice.